Hello and welcome to Kicking Tires. My name is Jimmy. And I'm Justin. And today is January 19th. Forgot which day it was. Skipped a week. We skipped a week. Wasn't feeling that well last week. Uh, But we got some exciting Toyota news today. It might be sponsored by Toyota today because there's a lot of Toyota information. It's not our fault. Like no one else has real news (laughs) or like, like any new releases at least. Well, Honda does have a teaser to show us, which is quite interesting. So, oh, and BMW also has something that's kind of sad, kind of sad, but we'll get there in time. Let's uh, let's go into the first thing here, which is the Tundra. Ooh. So the Tundra, of course, there's a new Tundra that's coming. We know about that. Uh, but there is this addition, capstone, capstone. which is basically... Is it capstan or capstone? Capstone. It's it's American. Oh, okay. Make if it's sure. like British, I feel like they call it capstone. <laughs> yeah. um, so this is basically the top trim of the Tundra. So they want to make sure that they have something to compete against the Denali and the Limited F-150 and then the Ram F-150 Limited. Like... Wait, not Ram F-150. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait a minute. The Ram 1500 Limited. Like, this is the top trim. This is the, the, the swankiest Lexus-like Tundra you can get. I don't know. Does it look well, like it's okay. the swankiest? The name, the name Capstone, it's, it just means, like, it's the top. You know, this is the top trim. Uh, you know, it's like top of the mountain. It's Capstone. I. It's. It's maybe more... I don't know. Maybe it's better than 1794 edition because if you have dyslexia, you don't remember what that last top model truck was named. So if we look back at the previous generation, we had the limited trim or platinum trim and then the 1794, which builds on top of that. Uh, And then, yeah, every other manufacturer kind of has their their cowboy edition, basically. And Toyota's like, you know what? We're going to ditch the cowboy thing. No more 1794 edition. It's not a King Ranch. It's not a what, high country. What's the Ram one with the tribal tattoo on the seat? Uh, <laughs> Longhorn. Longhorn. So, I love that so one. Every other, I don't know. I don't know the names. Like It's not my demographic, honestly, but the tribal tattoo. Um, yeah. And so Capstone, they, they've gone away from the theme of traditional American luxury trucks, um, which... I don't know how I feel about it. Like I, I don't like those those cowboy trucks, anyways. But I think I love it. This one does not wow me uh, that much. Like the, the trim is not that special. The wheels do not look special. They're, they're twenty two inch chrome ish wheels, but they're not like they kind of look just like a Camry Corolla wheel, but enlarged. It's not even like chrome chrome. It's like it's silver. like machined. Yeah. It's like gray with a machined accent. Kind of similar finish as the, the Forerunner Limited wheel, the 20-inch wheel. Um, but it's not like a very like luxury wheel. It's a very like generic like matchbox car wheel. Yeah. To me. And, and it just doesn't it, it doesn't wow me. But at the same time, you know, well, we don't know what pricing is like. Some people are saying 60k US. If it's in line with the previous uh, 1794 edition or the Platinum, it's going to be in the mid-60s here in Canada. Um, in that case, it's not that high up. Because if we think about it, the, the Rams and the F-150s and the, the GMCs, they go real high up. You know, you're, you're 
pushing like six figures uh, for some of their top trims. So it's understandable that this doesn't wow you quite as much as uh, what the big three brands have to offer. Um, some of some of the features. Okay, so the capstone is nice because it's it is kind of a value luxury package. It's kind of like the not Laramie. What am I thinking? What's the F one fifty? Lariat, Lariat F one fifty, which is not that much more than an XLT, but you get a lot of the luxury stuff standard or at least at a lower entry price. Um, without going too crazy. This is a pretty practical application of a luxury truck because 60, $70,000, that's pretty normal for something this capable, this big. I don't think it's unreasonable and it's only available as a short bed with the big crew cabs, a crew max. Uh, Toyota's short bed is on the shorter side, five foot five, um, which I think everyone else is at least five, six, five, seven. No party tricks really with the tailgate. There is a there's the still power... a 1794 edition. Oh, nice. So they are doing it. Oh, so that is already 74k, 73. Yeah, so this is going to be even higher than that. It's going to be so 80 essentially. It's going to be 80. Uh, uh, Canadian at 80, it 80 will be Canadian. hard to justify, I think, because Ooh, no, that's a long bed because that's only available in short bed. It might ah, be true. Mm. It's still it's, it's only it's four thousand dollar difference between oh, long and short. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's it's yeah. not that big of a difference. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. Um but you are getting the hybrid as standard. So the iForce Max powertrain, that's kind of what's exciting about uh this generation tundra. And that's gonna be made it to 10 speed auto. It's gonna tow about ten thousand pounds, a little bit over ten thousand. It's not uh it's not kind of a segment leader in any way, but if you are, I don't know, I feel like if you're getting, if you're in the market for a luxury truck, you probably don't care that much about max towing capacity. Uh, it's still more than sufficient for what most consumer will really use it for. If you're doing a lot of towing again, just go up to heavy duty. Um, so yeah, standard power running boards, bed step, powered bed step, um, head-up display that's 10 inches wide it's color head-up display so it's a huge huge head-up display uh you're getting the towing tech package standard i saw a tiktok on the towing tech package it's got this straight path assist feature which is kind of cool um the f-150 has the i think everyone has some yeah. kind of trailer towing yeah thing now and it, it makes so much sense like that's that's really what you need in a in a modern you know luxury truck uh is more better towing assistance because yeah. that's it just changes everything like if it works uh the f-151 i the haven't get it to work i haven't gotten it to work because i changed the head unit to be fair uh because it's integrated with the head unit so mm. i think that is why so <laughs> i end up buying the stickers and i still couldn't get it to work um but yeah i think this one Okay, they talk about semi-aniline leather, aniline. I don't know what how you pronounce it, but it's talking about the grain of the leather. So it's really nice leather. So it's like not like sanded down. It's uh, more natural grain, but it's good quality. That's why they're able to do it. But to me, it doesn't look like that exceptional. Like the seats are are nice, but they're not like that nice. 
Because you can get leather seats in Tundra at a pretty low entry point. I, I'm just going to say that I, I don't like the color combo. Oh, okay. The, okay. I, I, the, I was the white, feeling it. The white top, black on the bottom, and then there's some parts that's just like it. It's like Oreo-ish. Like it just doesn't make sense to me. Cookies and cream. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, mm, okay. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not. Okay. I'm not feeling. I'm not feeling the the color combo as much. Like the 1794. Yeah. Personally, I like that more. That yeah. brown leather. This I'm. This is yeah. more techy. Like it's it's going for a different vibe. Like I can see the they're trying to integrate that new school <clears> again <throat> with the hybrid technology with the huge screens. Um, they're they're going towards a different direction with this truck and very futuristic. So I kind of get the white light color interior because that's kind of how the EVs yeah, go. But I mean, um, if it's an actual truck, if people are using it as a truck, who really wants a light I color? Interior? So I think they thought that through and they're like, okay, the seat bottoms, they have to be dark or else they'll get dirty. So, so <laughs> I guess only... just the design committee was just like, okay, we gotta, we want light color uh, textiles in this car, but we got to keep it practical. So we'll keep the side bolster where you get the most dirty and the seat bottom is going to be black. <laughs> and then, so we'll just compromise. They decided it, it does look a little bit awkward. Do look, you know, if you're if you're on your phone, uh, you can Google 2022 or Tundra capstone seats, and you'll see what we're talking about. the The armrest is a light cream color as well. I was gonna say that's gonna arm... be disgusting after a few years. Yeah, because let's be okay. Other than the seat bottom, the second highest point other than the steering wheel is going to be those elbows <laughs> that's cream that's white like that's gonna get yeah. so dirty it's gonna be so i love having a black and gray interior in my f-150 because it doesn't matter we're wearing gloves they get dirty you touch everything and it looks exactly the same as the day i got it it doesn't matter uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna say that okay so motor trend did a the, the best luxury vehicle um, oh think, yes, uh, a Jason year or two ago, um, and they said it was a Ram fifteen hundred, hmm. right? Like I, I totally understand where they're coming from. The Ram fifteen hundred is absolutely beautiful inside. It's quiet. It has all the right materials, a soft touch, everything. When I look at this truck, I mean, like obviously I'm not seeing it in person, but I'm, when I'm looking at this, I don't feel the same vibe from it. I know what you mean because yeah, I just don't feel. It doesn't have the presence. It doesn't have the wow no. factor that you're really looking for in a flagship even, truck. Even a Denali, the old Denali Sierra, not the old one, the I guess the current gen interior, the one that really no one like. don't like, yeah. I was... It's a big step up from the normal one, which is yeah. absolutely trash. This is not as big of a step up. Um I think the regular Tundra already does really good interior. The Platinum interior yeah. is already really good. I don't think they did enough yeah. to make we this. We don't know the price point yet. So if it's like a $2,000 difference, then whatever. You just I mean, pick if it's the a... one that you want. Yeah. I think this is going to be like a $1,000 difference. Like yeah. looking at the, the differences, like I'll give it a grand more. Because all the features that this has, the Platinum has, other than the power side steps. Except for the acoustic front door glass. So oh, that gosh. is an exclusive feature on the 
on the capstone edition that none of the other tundras get is the slightly different front door glass. I guess the windshield is acoustic because trucks have been doing that for a while, but the door glass is a little bit different. It's going to be available, but I guess that means it's not standard with variables, uh, adaptive suspension and the, the, the air ride height control. Mm. Um, just one less thing to break, I guess, so they don't keep it standard. Yeah, it's a Toyota. It will never break. Actually, yeah. that's not true. The air ride on Toyotas, they, they break over time. Your, your mic just went way quieter. I think. Oh, what? No. The, I, was just gonna, I was just saying the Toyota air rides, they, they do break over time. My friend had an LX470 and that broke. Yeah, I think the GX has had it too. And same thing. Everyone yeah. ends up converting to... Actually, speaking of Toyota trucks, like everyone is like, yeah, we got to buy these for all the reliability. I've had so many come in uh, to our shop and it's just like, these are the, these are the best built trucks. And then they, they just have the laundry list of stuff they need to do when they pick this car up. It's like, okay, let's get rid of the air suspension. Let's get rid of, if it's a foreigner, get rid of the X-Rius. Um, and it's like control arms, like every every bushing is destroyed obviously i mean because people are buying trucks that have three hundred thousand k on them thinking that they're reliable <laughs> reliable and then like you do a timing timing chain or whatever or i don't know what it is uh you know some engine stuff and you're you're at a five or six thousand dollar bill like pretty quickly uh i don't know i i, I don't know i still don't really get the appeal <laughs> <laughs> for a lot of these trucks um but no back to the back to tundra capstone yeah maybe i think we need to know pricing to really judge it but it's 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 a different take on a top of the line truck than we've seen from other manufacturers and that's kind of nice because like even looking at the grill right instead of going full chrome which they have on the other models it's it's body color on the yeah. on the frame and then the chrome is actually kind of subtle, yeah. despite the the grill is four feet wide and like three feet tall, <laughs> so it's not small. But the the chrome is relatively subtle, uh, the way they've done it on this. Yeah, so they, they've kind of stepped it down a notch um, from traditional. Uh, which yeah. I mean, when you when when I think truck top trim, I'm thinking chrome. Like there's so much chrome on a Denali, there's so much chrome on a Ram Limited. Like it just makes sense. I don't know. It, like I said, I gotta, I gotta see it. I personally actually haven't seen a Tundra in person yet. Mm. Um, but I guess we'll uh, judge it a little bit more then. But yeah. Toyota also released a little picture um, a few days ago. Actually, just yesterday. Yeah, just yesterday, they released a picture on the rear three quarter of a vehicle. They didn't specifically say what it was, um, but if you take the image and you play around with the contrast a little, there's actually a little like writing on the bottom left that's hidden within the image. <laughs> and it says, all new debut, the forest and its trees almost in view. The clearly, hmm. clearly talking about a foreigner, right? Nah. <laughs> Obviously, it's the next Sequoia. So this is the the rear three quarter view, and we don't get a lot from this. Uh, we just get yeah. the that 
that third window that's in the back. I'm going to say it's a lot smaller than the current Sequoia. Yeah, I'm curious because, okay, so Sequoia is, it's that body on frame truck SUV three row thing. Uh, the domestics, they have kind of different sizes. Actually, no, Jeep doesn't have different sizes. They only have the Grand Wagoneer. Yeah, Wagoneer and Grand Wagoneer, same size, yep. Yeah. Um, so, but this this SUV is so unpopular. I don't even know why they make it. Historically, historically. Um, so I have high hopes. Like, I, I think Toyota is realizing that they cannot just slap. Because, okay, 90% of the Toyota range, you can slap a Toyota badge on it and people buy it because it's a Toyota. The Sequoia is not that that vehicle. Like, I think out of the whole range, the Sequoia is probably the least desirable. And the sales figures, they don't lie. Uh, over the last 10 years, or actually more than 10 years, we've sold less than 1,000, only averaging maybe about 700 units a year in Canada. 700, that's less than a 911 Porsche. Like, that is a low, low volume car. Uh, in the States, not much better in the teens. Like, so they had decent sales up until about 08, and then the, the gas crisis hit, recession hit, and no one wants the big SUVs anymore. But you still see a lot of Tahoes, Suburbans, Yukons, Escalades, Expeditions, whatever, when you go down to the States. But Sequoias, never, because they sell. They average what 12, 13,000 a year of those over the last 15 years. Like it's a really poor seller. Uh, and in Canada, we actually sell more LXs, which is already a pretty low volume, not that popular truck. Uh, we sell more LXs here than, than Sequoias. Uh, I don't remember the last time I've seen a new Sequoia. I have seen the, the TRD one actually. I saw, okay, the TRD so one. Made its hand made its way into the hands of every reviewer on YouTube. I feel like, yeah. I okay. So the the problem with Sequoia, the way that I see it is, mm-hmm. Toyota makes a really good large SUV, the Land Cruiser. We don't get the Land Cruiser. We never. We actually never got the Land Cruiser in Canada. Um, the LX was the only one that we ever got. So we had to get the luxury version. The Land Cruiser was available in the States until just recently. The 300 series is not available, the brand new one. Why don't they just give us that? Yeah, no, they killed off the Land Cruiser uh, in the States up until this year. So this generation, we don't get the Land Cruiser. Okay, I mean, so here's the thing. Toyota also makes other three-row SUVs. The Highlander is very popular, obviously. The 4Runner... <clears throat> also available in the three-row, is not great as a three-row SUV, but it's still a popular vehicle. Like, you got to keep making that. It's a bread-and-butter car. Well, they are also making a Grand Highlander. Oh, nice. Are, that's is something, it coming here? That's something that's going to be coming to 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 our shores for sure. Um, nice. The, the Grand Highlander, currently there's no information on it, but... Uh, the rumors suggest it's a unibody three-row SUV that's larger than the Highlander, but smaller than the Sequoia. 
Yeah. So here's my problem with the Sequoia. The, the, the current or the outgoing model is it's a body-on-frame SUV. Body-on-frame is going to give you a few key advantages. One is off-road capability, which they absolutely destroyed going from the Land Cruiser to the Sequoia because they don't, it's not really meant for anything off-road, which is okay. This can be your suburban soccer mom truck thing, but the Highlander is better at being a comfortable daily vehicle because you don't have solid axles. You have more cushy suspension. It's a more compliant vehicle. It's lighter. It's going to be better on gas because it's a unibody. Um, okay. So the other thing is towing capacity, which the 2021 Sequoia tows 7,400 pounds. 7,400. Like, okay, that's less than a Cayenne, which <laughs> handles better. Like, it's it's a two different, like, like ends of the spectrum as far as SUV handling, a Cayenne and a Sequoia. How can you tow less than a V6 Cayenne? Or a, or a ML or a GLE or a X5 or anything like that. 7,400 pounds is absolutely pathetic. And so you have all of the cons of a body on frame SUV with none of the pros because, okay, a, a Yukon XL is not going to tow, but it's ginormous inside. But the Sequoia is not. <laughs> like, that's the thing is even, I mean, even a Tahoe is very roomy. Uh, and I, I don't get that from the Sequoia. Like the third row on the Sequoia is not as good as the domestics, uh, at least in my opinion. And so it's it's got a compromised ride, fuel economy, off-road capability, <laughs> towing capacity. What is the appeal of this vehicle? I, I just, it boggles my mind. Uh, and hopefully all this is addressed with the upcoming generation. So the I, yeah. current Sequoia, it's been around since... 2008 and they're still selling it for 71,000 Canadian dollars. Base. That's why they don't move. Like it's selling <laughs> in air quotes because no people have to be <laughs> buying to be considered selling. So it's rated at 13 miles per gallon uh city, which is 18 Oof. rating. So yeah, you're lucky that's to a, see that's anything a 2022. That doesn't start with a 2. Yeah. On, on your, yeah. The interior is so dated, it's just well, okay, let's not talk about the old one, but it's just like what it represents in the market. It just doesn't make sense. And there's a reason why it has not succeeded. And now we have stiff competition from Jeep. Uh, I think yeah. the Grand Cherokee L. The Grand Cherokee L is kind of there, except the Grand Cherokee L is a unibody. Unibody, yeah. Vehicle. Except so it's better off road. It tows more. It tows it's more. more comfortable. <laughs> yeah. It's more roomy. <laughs> it does everything better. I think I think this is to compete more towards like the Wagoneer and Grand Wagoneer. Um, if we the, take it literally, but I don't think it will be priced at that hundred k. Yeah, I don't think it's level. going to be that high of a price range. Uh, Wagoneer is, I think, it's eighty to start, which yeah. I can see the square getting to me, there. The Wagoneer is more LX. Yeah, it's definitely definitely more high end. Yeah, it's definitely more it's high. More end. in the range of the LX, the Escalade, maybe some entry level Range Rover yeah. products. Which again, Range Rover, uh, a Range Rover Sport tows more than a than a Sequoia. <laughs> I th <laughs> the thing is, the new Tahoe is really nice. It's so nice. Uh, the new, even the Expedition, 
We had that Timberline. Yeah. We talked about a few episodes ago. Pretty uh, nice. Like th- those uh, are really like the domestic market has completely stepped up. Toyota really needs uh, something here that's well, that's just a lot they can't, more viable. They can't just bank on reliability at the end of the day because well, it's not going to have that reliability that? anyways because it's going to be a completely new engine here. We don't know well, about the reliability of that new engine. The brand value is there. Like, if you bought an 08 iForce 5.7 Sequoia, you, you're doing pretty good, even if you bought that brand new. Like, you, you're not taking a huge risk there. Um, but the thing is, like, you're not beating your own three-row SUV. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's kind of sad. Like, I, I don't see why I would pay an, an extra Camry's worth over a Highlander to get well let's say that the 2021 i don't want to say anything about the 2022 without actually knowing what it brings to the table right if it's got the frame improvements that we're seeing on the tundra and it's got that that uh, that max power plant then there is a lot of potential there there is room for them to step it up but based on this three-quarter view it looks small it looks even smaller than a tahoe it looks about Grand Cherokee L size, and and that's the thing is like yeah. Grand Cherokee L is gonna be, I I can't think of. There are no areas where the Grand Cherokee L is worse than the outgoing Sequoia, at least, <laughs> and so, yeah, yeah, that's for sure, that's for sure. Taking a break from Toyota, let's yeah. talk a little bit about Honda. So Honda released two images. It's the 2023 Honda HRV. So there are two images that they posted, and it's like in a snowy looking thing, and they look quite good. Um, the thing is, in other parts of the world, there's already an HRV. It was released earlier this year, I think. No, sorry, earlier last year. Um, and it kind of looks okay. It's kind of land to be honest um but honda's honda's supposedly moving into this world car thing so like the civic is a world car now mm-hmm. uh, a few generations actually last generation the 10th generation it wasn't a world car because there was a different gener- like a different civic that you can get in other parts of the world i thought the hrv that was in europe would be the hrv that we get here but from these images, it doesn't seem like it's the case. The headlights are different. The grills are different. The window outline is completely different. Mm. Like, there's so much differences in these images. Yeah. To me, I don't think it's going to be the same car. They're not just bringing that here. Yeah, I think it, it might be like Toyota where you have like, oh, this is the TNJ platform and we're going to use it on everything. And so it shares a platform, may even share an engine, which may, may or may not just because North American driving is kind of different than European mm-hmm. driving. Um, it It is in line with the rest of the lineup, but the, the images we've seen of the European one is very, I, I guess the, the big takeaway is how sloped that rear the the c pillar is yeah <laughs> there well, the, is no d pillar like the, the the north american rendering has a d pillar has it yeah and it actually has a window behind the uh the back the, door. the back door there 
which the European version doesn't have. The current HRV, I don't believe it has that neither. Yes, that's where the door handle is. I mean, I really like the HRV. Like, okay, the engine, yes, is gutless. It's horrible. The interior is so plain. The interior is plain, but the amount of space that you get in an HRV, it's just amazing. It's, it's really exactly the same as the a Honda seats. Fit. Exactly. The magic seats in the back, which you know was was released back which in which is why 07. the european one doesn't make sense like <laughs> it just like why would you do like like a slope your practicality so dirty by by sloping it like that because you want to put something longer let's say i don't know a mini chest fridge. of drawers yeah anything a desk anything it just won't fit because of you only have about maybe two feet of maybe three feet of maximum length it just, just Everyone loves out. a coupe SUV. And it's like, it's not even that coupe. It's like the Atlas. <laughs> no, it really uh, isn't. <laughs> and it, okay, the, I will say the North American one, in my opinion, at least based on the rendering, looks better. It looks more cohesive. Yeah, um, but that's just a rendering. It is just a rendering, but it's official Honda rendering. So it's not, it's not you know, car magazine A yeah. drawing some picture. The thing is um, the 11th Gen Civic <laughs> also look really good yeah and the and they, integra they took the, they took the tail lights off of the integra rendering yeah as well like, to for the hrv it, it looks really good and then we saw it in real life and we're like Ugh. Yeah. or we we saw it in the first photos we're like Ugh. yeah really I, good i don't know it, it does look very uh audi q3 yeah uh, it definitely has a more upscale vibe yeah, it's it's so much nicer than a, a CHR. Oh, <laughs> CHR shouldn't exist. Uh, I you know I have some customers with the CHR, and they're usually people from overseas mm. that just moved to this country, and they're like, "Oh, we'll get a SUV. <laughs> we'll buy Toyota with like, the brand we know and love." <laughs> you you have better options now. I mean, the Corolla Cross is so much better. Okay, I was looking at the Corolla Cross just like out of curiosity. My friend asked me about it. I looked at it, and it's it's the same price as a Rav Four. Yeah, it's within it's within five hundred dollars of the Rav Four, <laughs> which is a way more popular car. But then you don't have the Corolla Heritage name. <laughs> <laughs> you can yeah. be like, "Hey, my car back in '86, it was actually used in." Uh, Initial you D. Know, initial D was drifting. <laughs> <laughs> what does your RAV4 have? Like nothing. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah, the the HRV. I mean, I, I think it looks good in the renders. We'll have to wait to see, you know, to see exactly what it's going to look like in real life. Um, high hopes for this car. The HRV in other markets, they actually put the 1.5 turbo in it, mm. and the 1.5 turbo is a good engine, 200 horse, front wheel drive. I think that one had a six-speed too. Like it was, it was a hot version of the HRV. Um, you know, I, I, I can see it. I can see them making it. I, as... I think the biggest obstacle is really price point. Is like, how can they build this? Yeah. At a, a price that doesn't make you think, hey, why don't I spend a thousand dollars more and get a CRV? CRV is <laughs> like huge. But people don't care. Like, if I'm in the same showroom, like. Yeah. Okay, it's not that people don't care. It's like, what is a dealer? Assuming we're in a pre-2021 world 
where dealers had inventory and everything. <laughs> it's like, what's, what dealer is, is going to push you towards this car when for $1,000 more you can get way more room? And that's, that's the yeah. problem with the Corolla Cross is that you go XLE versus XLE, it's, I think it might have been the same, hmm. like less than $500 between them. And it just, I cannot make it work. And that's with a, a, a lesser drivetrain, I think. Yeah. The Corolla the, Cross. The Corolla Cross only has that two liter. Yeah. And the, even the base RAV4 is 2.5. I don't, I think I don't know much about that. I think it's the same engine. I think it's the same engine across all RAV4s. I could be wrong. Oh, okay. Same as the hybrid. I, I really don't know anything about non-hybrid. Because <laughs> I don't know. Okay, and then that was the other thing too. Was like, like, why are people buying gas Rav fours? Because I, when I bought my Rav four, I I only wanted the hybrid, but I looked at the the gas one just to see. Well, right? you can and get the the hybrid doesn't go that base as the gas one does. The gas one you got one lower trim, like the L, right? No, they still LE, but the gas one LE comes with hubcaps. I, so I remember, so my friend... You can get front-wheel drive. I think that's what it was. Because my friend was looking at uh, a rough, like she wanted an SUV and she wanted to lease one for the cheapest amount as possible. Mm. And I was like, why don't you get a hybrid? It's going to save you on fuel. It's going to like pan out, you know, in the... Yeah, the resale difference is insane. Yeah, but yeah. she ended up going with the gas one because it was actually quite a bit, it was substantially cheaper. Yeah, for for my year, as I went XLE versus XLE, it was a fifteen hundred dollar. Actually, sorry, yeah, yeah, it's a fifteen hundred dollar difference hmm. uh, to go hybrid. I'm like the gas savings, the resale value, uh, just everything. It just doesn't make sense to go non fifteen hundred. You can make that in two years for sure. You make that driving it off the lot. <laughs> Because the depreciation just, difference alone. Well, I'm just talking about like the fuel savings, fuel savings yeah. itself. So I'm like, how short-sighted do you have to be? But yeah, <laughs> I won't judge people that hard on their decisions. Well, I mean, a gasoline version of the RAV4 has an actual off-road button. Has a drive shaft. No, and, I have a trail button. <laughs> yeah, but this one has an actual off-road button and it has a... Not a limited slip, but it has trick rear diff, I think. That's only if you get the trail. The trail whatever. version? Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, going back to the Corolla Cross versus the RAV4. Corolla Cross XLE all-wheel drive base. They don't really come higher trim than base. Like, XLE is the, the top of the Corolla Cross. You can't go XSE limited, anything like that. But XLE all-wheel drive starts at 33.9. Uh, XLE all-wheel drive RAV4 is 34.5. So $500 difference. And if the HRV has that same problem, that's where it just won't make sense. Because the right. fit that it kind of replaces yeah. started at below 20. Yeah, so you like would 20K. never even have that conversation like between a fit and a CRV because it would just be two different worlds. It would be yeah. a 30, if not more percent difference. But with the RAV4 and the Corolla, it's a one percent difference in price, <laughs> so it's it's a one monthly payment difference between a thirty nine month and the forty month finance. So hopefully, you know, to get the one point five turbo, that's why I just don't see it because they need to keep the price down. 
Yeah. Mm. That makes sense. That makes sense. But if it's just that two liter that they had, that two liter was it was quite slow. Actually was it no, it was a one point five. Yeah. If it's the fit engine, it's the fit had a one point eight. One point eight dreams. Uh, which was like 130 horsepower. I remember test driving the manual of that Honda had a press car that's in a manual for whatever reason. Yeah, that it was, was pretty fun. slow. It was it was uh it was a really nice manual transmission. Yeah, but then everything else driving wise was pretty meh. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I remember that car. A hundred percent. It was it was orange. Oh, the one I had was early on. It was black. Oh, it was the 2015. Oh, it was okay. like the first year of that generation fit oh mine was like a 2019 i think um anyways let's move on to toyota back to toyota news (laughs) toyota reviewed a bunch of concepts um like was it three four weeks ago they not even actually more than that now yeah a bunch of a little while ago they they released a bunch of concept cars and stuff that they're going to come up with yeah uh but now we got some exciting stuff because we got some Gazoo Racing in Gazoo. Not, not inspired, but like Gazoo Racing concepts. So the first one is a GR GT3 concept. It, this thing looks amazing. Yeah. Thanks. Like AMG GTR proportions. Like yeah. it's got super a really, long, really hood. long hood. And you sit on top of the rear wheels. Like <clears throat> nothing cooler than that. Like yeah. I, I don't know. It's, <laughs> like, it's, it's yeah. TVR Viper. Nothing cooler than that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a really good looking vehicle. Yeah. So it's a GR GT3. There's no real name for it. Uh, yeah, and I don't think it's actually going to be a production vehicle. I think they're talking about this is a car we're going to sell to people to <clears throat> race. Like it's going to be a GT3 race car. That's just about it. Yeah, yeah. I I mean if if Toyota we don't can... really know anything about it, but it's so good looking it, it doesn't look like any other toyota like yeah i was gonna say I mean, we have not toyota, seen these lines from toyota if toyota can make something this good looking what, what are they doing with the rest of the lineup like <laughs> i mean come on give me yeah and i mean on speaking the of that cars, like okay even looking at the next car which is the grmn yaris grimina yaris that is a cool car but it's not a pretty car no there's bulges everywhere it's like it's yeah, it's definitely not the prettiest thing, but it's it's super cool. Uh, so the GRR is already you know you can buy one in uh, parts of Europe and whatnot, Japan I think as well. Uh, but essentially, it's it's a Yaris that's rally inspired with a very hot three cylinder. But this Grimimimimim Yaris, like it, it's like walled body kit on top of it. Yeah, it's got really <laughs> crazy arrow. So, okay, well, there's actually two versions of this car. Um, so, Garimina, G-R-M-N, stands for Gazoo Racing, tuned by Meister of Nürburgring. So, the master of the Nürburgring. Uh, but they're coming with two versions. So, there's a circuit version and a rally version. So, two cars. But they're limiting it to 500 500 units i think and it's only going to be available in japan and you're only going to get it based on a lottery system Mm. so it's very exclusive and what that tells me is none of these are going to see any rallying none of these are going to see the track because (laughs) if you make a car that exclusive it's just going to collect dust like you may see one driven on like best motoring that's about it because 
it's just too precious to 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 enjoy which i hate about a lot of sports cars right now especially in the market that we have right now everything is like this week alone we saw two two s2000s pop up in our local marketplace in the six-figure range because they're super clean super low mileage and it's like we have an amazing you know, we really respect this driver's car. And what are we going to do to honor that driver's car? We're going to park it in a garage and not move it for next the rest of its life because that's what we do because it's a, it's a six-figure Honda. Like, what, you know, if you get a scratch on it, then it's not original anymore. It's, yeah. You got to protect your investment. Um, and that just disgusts me. I think, uh, so one, oh yeah, there was two. One already sold actually. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's my concern. Whenever you limit something, like why go through all this effort for no one to be able to enjoy it? That is, uh, it doesn't seem Toyota to me to make something like this. But yeah, I mean, the LFA, I kind of get that. Like that's a different, but this is a Yaris. So between the two <laughs> models, okay. So it's the same engine as before. Uh, they get, they both get the rear seat delete. The rear seat delete says, 50 pounds <laughs> it's about like one trip like your the camera gear that you pack for your reviews is probably around there um, i mean i could just lose that in a diet uh, <laughs> you don't have you don't stand to lose that much uh yeah but one of the cool things okay so this is something that no one will ever see is an additional 545 spot welds on the car. <laughs> That's one thing that made the Integra Type R so cool was that they spot welded stuff and at the factory level and an extra 12 meters of structural adhesive. So it's just glued together. So it's just a tighter chassis, stiffer chassis. It's more rigid. Yeah. yeah. Uh, both of them are going to get the carbon fiber hood. Both are going to have a 10 millimeter wider track. Um, for and the roll 10 millimeters lower they still have a kind of awkward wheel gap though if you ask me um the rally one is this massive wheel gap but yeah that, it doesn't i mean look it makes that sense. rally like it's it's well there's there's two images that i found like on gazoo racing there's this one here with the kind of street looking wheels yeah. but the other image that's in the main one it, it has, has like rally wheels off-road wheel yeah yeah that looks amazing on it but based on the description I read, it's not really, that's not really what it comes with. So the circuit version, the track version, track day special, comes 18-inch wheels. They say 18-inch brakes, but I think that's like a, like the overall diameter of the brake caliper or something, I guess, is 18-inch. But it's not an 18-inch brake rotor. Uh, <laughs> you it's can't huge. fit an 18-inch rotor under an 18-inch 18 18-inch wheel. wheel. It doesn't work like that. <laughs> Bilstein uh, adjustable shocks uh, and a big GT wing, which I remember seeing some reviews and they were talking about how the GRR was just doesn't have enough arrow. Then they added this wing to it and they say it still doesn't have enough arrow. <laughs> uh, so it's got a side scare, a little bit different uh, ground effects, uh, just sportier, more track oriented, a little bit tacky to be honest. And do they have a carbon roof? Because the there's a car- carbon... picture of a carbon roof. That looks really cool. Oh. Oh, okay. So that carbon roof is part of the, the 50 pounds weight savings then. 
So the carbon roof, uh, the the rear seat delete, and the carbon hood. Ten thousand dollars later, you save fifty pounds. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you you can uh, lose more at Jenny Craig. Yeah, it, it would be cheaper to <laughs> it would be cheaper to buy a Peloton. <laughs> so, but no, it's still it's cool, but it's just like I don't know. For me, the the regular GRRs is probably the one I would get, and I would just do it up my way. Um, well, yeah, I mean, just... the regular one, like even if you can get this, the at, at limited be, being limited at five hundred, it just means that you really shouldn't drive it hard. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, with those limited numbers, like you kind of want to keep it away. You kind of want to like put it on, bring a trailer ten years later for like ten times the price. But the regular one, you can just buy and bomb it around, do whatever you want to it. Yeah, have I wonder fun if with Toyota it. will do a thing where they like, if you, if we catch you trying to flip this car, <laughs> you're banned. You don't, you're not, you can't even buy a Corolla anymore. <laughs> like, you're, you're done. Uh, but I, I doubt it. It's not no. like Ferrari or yeah, like... definitely not a Ferrari type uh, type manufacturer. Yeah. But that would be that would be cool, honestly. If you come from a manufacturer, it's like if if we see that you put less than a thousand k on this a year, if you're the Sultan of Brunei, because <laughs> you you, you see you see the Sultan of Brunei and like the cars, the the beautiful cars that just rot away yeah. in his storage is just. It, it's kind of sad. And there's a bunch of those in Dubai and just like yep. places where people just have money. And like, if we don't see you actually drive it, we're taking, like, we shouldn't have given you that lottery ticket that you, you got the chance to buy this car from us. Right. So we need to see, you need to show us track day footage. You need to show us <laughs> uh, minimum one track day a you year. You need to bring your car in <laughs> every year and we got to check your odometer. Otherwise, we take it from you. <laughs> like, that would be sick. Yeah, like, that I definitely, just want people driving and enjoying cars. That definitely sounds like a manufacturer either from uh, China or North Korea. Tesla also. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're strict about like flipping. The, yeah, flipping. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, the the next concept that they have is one that I, <laughs> it's I so really exciting. Like. <laughs> I, I, the one I like the most. It's, it's, <laughs> this is this is right up my alley. Yeah, it's the BZ4X, which is the uh, the SUV that looks kind of like a Rav4, yeah. but it's a the GR Sport concept. Ooh. And and all I can see that they did it did did on this uh, kind of concept is on the wheel arches. It's glossy black. They got glossy black wheels, and they put a GR badge on it, and they lowered it. Yeah, and I think you know what. If it I'm looks gonna decent. pick, if I pick up a BZ4X, that's what I'm gonna do to it. <laughs> yeah, it's it is. So it's one of these like concept cars that don't don't raise the bar much, but it's like a very realistic and practical concept. It's like this is what we think you might want to do with this car, and this is what a lot of people will probably do with this car. Yeah. And so that's what we're gonna do to it, and just it's just like pretty boring wheels and supposedly nicer seats, but I haven't. You can't see the inside, yeah. Yeah. So but I, I can't confirm that. But glossy uh, black plastic, rather than that matte plastic, I I think that sets it apart. No, the front bumper is matte plastic. Oh, is it? They changed it. So compared to the regular BZ4X, where the front bumper is all uh, body color, they 
this one is I I think it's matte black. I can't confirm it. The picture's the stuck. picture is like super dark. You can't see a thing on it. Uh, it's the the fender are the fender no, flares. No, it's not. The fender flares awesome. are gloss, and then the car's kind of got a satin finish to it. Mm. That's about it. Uh, well, I mean, either way, I think it looks cool. You know, like it, it looks like a, a pretty cool little SUV electric thing. I mean, zero performance value out of it. It's kind of like all my cars that I've ever had. Just kind of looks cool, but zero performance. Perfect. Yep. <laughs> and then another concept that they put out. This yeah. this one's a little weird. Um, so they have the NX, which is a brand new uh, Lexus SUV that they got. Uh, but it's but been lifted. They're going to sell like hotcakes. Yeah, but they're not ever going to sell it like this and no one's going to do this to their NX. I don't know about that. I don't. This package is very familiar. I don't know why it's very familiar, but it's it's very familiar. So <laughs> who's going to lift their NX and put KO2s on it? <laughs> so this is the uh, NX PHEV off-road concept. So part of the idea of this concept, right, is that, you know, we're, we're, we're talking to off-road people like people that want to go outdoors and wear Patagonias and, <laughs> and it just you're, makes you're sense just putting them all. <laughs> and it just makes sense that we're, we're going to market a, a electric vehicle or a hybrid vehicle or a plug-in hybrid vehicle to this market. It, it kind of makes sense. We don't, we're, we're, we're off-roading or overlanding into the 21st century. Now we can put away the Toyota four liter, v6 that gets 25 liters per hundred k we can we can move away from that it doesn't have to be all wranglers and v8s and all this stuff i'm sorry this is an eighty thousand dollar luxury suv that lexus sells as the performance variant yeah and you lift it and put ko2s on it and you listen and they're not just any ko2s okay so so normally because okay the, the the nx and the rav4 are basically the same very similar cars normally so the rav4 comes with 28 and a half inch tires most people go up to from 225 65 to 245 65 bringing you to what is known as a 30 inch tire 30 inch tire already looks really cool on a rav4 some people like myself will go up to 31 which is a Two, I'm running a 245-70-17. This one is a 265-65-70. So same diameter, but even wider. Gives a really fat off-roady look. And it's actually the same diameter and width as the TRD Pro Tacoma. Mm-hmm. So think about it that way. So the Tacoma TRD Pro is the most, probably the most off-road capable truck that Toyota makes. And they put the same size tire onto the NX, which is pretty nuts. If so this doesn't steer. I I'm surprised. <laughs> I would be surprised if this tried because I get a little bit of rubbing on 245s. Like I played around with spacers and everything. And I've gotten it to the point where 99% of the time it will not rub. I took off the mud flaps, and it's just like I'm curious if this steers because I'm curious if it runs because the fender is the same. The bumper is really low slung. Like there's no off-road capability in this whatsoever because the bumper is so close to the ground. Uh, The NX just, 
I think all Lexus SUVs, the GX, you know, everyone complains about this because it's like kind of the off-roady model and it just got the bumper right off the ground. Um, so yeah, I don't think there's really that much off-road capability. The bronze color is is like weird it. to me. I like it. Like I, I don't mind it, but I would rather have gone with like a sandy color, like uh we've done sandy color though. Sandy color is like two years ago on a TRD no, Pro. This bronze is like this is something a, the Sultan of Brunei would this, exactly. This is luxury off-roading, right? Uh, it's an eighty thousand dollar luxury. It's kind of like SUV. It's perfect. I love this color. This I, color this, makes sense. I just don't get it on an off-road. Scenario. A satin, a satin gold. Yeah, they could have done even wrong. just their normal pewter color. I don't know. They call it iron oxide, which is. Yeah. <laughs> which is keyword for rust <laughs> <laughs> like, it's it's absolutely beautiful uh okay oh one thing that's not beautiful though is the, the roof rack so everyone overland overlanding's gotten so big in over the last two years everyone's talking about prinsu racks you know if you front runner racks i don't know if you've seen these but they're low profile really sleek really handsome racks and they the point is they distribute the weight uh so if you if you put a, a rooftop tent on there, it's going to work better than your typical just two crossbars. The the roof rack that they put on this NX, I think what happened with this off-road concept is that they gave someone at Lexus North America like very little time to make a concept. So they just sent it out to a local wrap shop, get a wrap rust color. And then they're like, we well, we can buy these tires because... They're the same size as a 4Runner or a TRD Pro Taco. So we'll, we'll get some Taco tires. <laughs> they just had it lying around. <laughs> we just need to tow it to the auto show. That's about it. And then the roof rack is straight off of like your dealer's accessory catalog. Because it's it's the most high profile, like basic looking roof rack, like generic universal. It's, it's like six inches tall. Uh, so it's way too high. So you can't even go into like any parkade because of how high that roof rack is. Um, and it, it, it's not really going to distribute weight all that well. Like one of those tires is probably going to max out what that rack can carry. So the roof rack is an afterthought. I don't know. I, I think this this whole concept is, is pretty cool, but like I, I'm suspicious of who, who, how much effort and time and budget was allocated to this project. <laughs> It wasn't much. This is something I could whip up in like three days. <laughs> Should like, hire you instead. If you bring, if you, <laughs> if Toyota Canada brought their car to overdrive, it would be. I could whip this up in three days. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Uh, some more stuff from Toyota is uh, they're making heritage parts. So they're they're making yeah. parts for uh, the twenty twenty. The A70 Supra, the A80 Supra, 2000 yeah. GT, Land Cruiser 40, the 86 Corolla, and the Sprinter Torino. So they're making genuine parts for those vehicles. Yeah, which reproductions. It, it's actually quite cool. Like Toyota wants to cool. keep those old cars alive. Um, like, I mean, like the, the cheapest vehicle that's on that list is probably a 86. Mark three, Mark three Supra is cheap, too. 
A70. You, you can't like, really find them. Not a clean one, but yeah. But it I does th- bring new life to cars that would otherwise become <laughs> iron oxide. Just, <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> just sit away and slowly rot. Um, that's that's pretty cool that they're they're reusing yeah, these parts. It's, it's definitely cool. So that way, you know, if you have older Toyotas, you can still have brand new parts for your vehicle. You don't have to have it rust away because everything's going away, just like BMW here. So perfect segue. The twenty BMW is not going away. No, BMW is not going away. They they can't go away, but they are creating the last V twelve seven series. Twelve of the last V twelve. They they're calling it yes. They're calling it the final V twelve. There's twelve of these that's going to be released in the U.S. of an MSRP of two hundred thousand dollars. That's a lot. So what's different about this last V12 over the M760 that you can get? So you get 20-inch wheels. It's the M double-spoke wheel style 760. So it's a little bit different in terms of the wheel design. You can get it in a gray or black. The center console is going to have a plaque. There's going to be plaques on the engine bay. Um, the back of the vehicle, instead of saying, uh, saying M760, it's going to have a V12 badge. Um, on the door thresholds, it's going to say the vinyl V12. And there's a gift, special, some special gift. Extended for... warranty? Oh. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're not going to get that. Uh, but there's a special gift that you're going to get. You can... Tw- you can have it in any color uh, out of their individual paint colors. You can have it in any of their full uh, Murano leather tone individual colors, in t- like on the inside. The trim is going to be a piano black finish, and you get M Sport brakes in black or blue. Nice. It's going to have all the options, so like the panoramic sky lounge, uh, LED sunroof, the control parking, like everything that you can get on a 7 Series, you're going to get mm-hmm. on this. There's no pictures, of course, um, because... It's just a 7 Series. It's just yeah. a 760 with a V12 a logo on it. Like, I mean, this V12 is is very different than V12s of the past, I think. It's uh, twin turbo, single scroll turbos. Like, this is this is a V12 that makes decent power. I mean, 600 horsepower, no, 601 horsepower, 627 pound-feet of torque. Like it, it makes good power. But V12 is not about power. V12 is not about power, right? Yeah, it's, it's about the delivery. It's the smoothness of that. Thing is, twin turbo V8s deliver smooth power. They really yeah. do now, right? Yeah. Like I had an Alpina XB7, and the power delivery on that was phenomenal it's the same power plant that you can get in the alpina b7 um and i think it's more than sufficient so like this is really so that you can say you have a v12 well the reason why they have the v12 is that people would go into the dealership and just be i want the most expensive one give me that (laughs) and it's the same with mercedes like remember s65 amg but the S sixty three was like significant, like fifty grand cheaper and faster, <laughs> and sounded better, arguably. Yeah. Um, 
so the N seventy four engine, which is what's in the seven series, it does live on though. So it's not really the last of the V twelve, if I if I'm not mistaken, because the Rolls Royce Cullinan still has this engine. Mm. Uh, the Rolls Royce Phantom still has this engine, and the Rolls Royce Ghost also, which is the seven series, also has this engine. Don't and, tell people that. People who have Rolls Royce Ghost. It will probably be the last BMW <laughs> BMW branded product to have, to have the, a V12. Uh, because this is this is it. The Seven Series is the only vehicle in their entire lineup that has a V12. Mm-hmm. They didn't put it in their SUVs. They never bothered. Yeah, it does remind me of the uh, the '90s S Class where they had the V12 everywhere. Oh, I like, love that. Uh, yeah, those are so cool. I remember. I always saw the same black one. I don't know if it's the same one, but it's like. It's like they only made that car in black. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I the I, I always wanted a V12 car. Cause like just the saying of oh yeah, I got a V12 under the hood. Like it's just that's just something that's really cool. I looked on you know Craigslist. which one we should get is is the century. Se- oh the, the Toyota Century. Toyota Century with the V12. Yeah. <laughs> I was like what V12 are you talking about? The Buick Century? <laughs> <laughs> that, has a, that has a six cylinder. No, the, you know, the, the V12 I always wanted was uh, the CL600s. Mm, yeah. The late 2000 year model year. Oh, the curvier C- one. The curvier one. Nice. That one was the one I always the, wanted. No B pillars. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You yeah, you should never so get a cool. coupe with B pillars. Yeah, that was that was a cool V twelve for me. Yeah, I remember Clarkson did a, a Top Gear review on that one when he had it, and he was like, "It's it takes like two seconds to accelerate from sixty to a hundred or something like that." I can't remember exactly yeah. what it is, but he was just saying how how phenomenal that uh, that V twelve was. Yeah, and they had it in uh, Forza too. I remember. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> I think it was like the ultra heavyweight race that you get to drive. <laughs> it's like it's it, there's really no reason to buy this car. I think the yeah. the final V12. I mean, being that there's only twelve, no one's gonna put this in a museum. I don't. I don't think, anyways. Like, I'm sure there's gonna be one that's gonna sale. That's you know, low mileage, whatever. It's gonna be like extra, you know, special, whatever. But I think it's just going to be used by some guy, you know. I don't think anyone would really care about it. Mm. That's what I think. Anyways, you had a rant. I did, but then I do realize I have to leave in like five oh. minutes. So. so no rant from Dustin. We could save it till we have more time next week. More time next week. Yeah. Sounds good to me. All right. Well, that's... Um... Did you release any videos? We could. I did. Uh, what did I release this last week? I don't remember. It's been oh, uh, twenty twenty two Nissan Pathfinder. Oh yeah, my dad's looking at those. But I think we're gonna go Outlander Pehev. Um. Oh, I was like, <laughs> in my head, I was thinking of the 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 outgoing Outlander. No, I was no. like, why? So it's coming in <laughs> September. Uh, I put my name down for an Outlander P head oh. just to see. Like, can I can I see it? When you don't it? know, like I don't. They can't even. They don't even have a gas one for me to look at. But oh, uh, really? Yeah. 
because they're all they're all spoken for so they can't even let me test drive a gas one hmm. but yeah the outlander so the outlander kind of it's kind of interesting because it's a rogue right yeah. but it kind of slots in between the rogue and the pathfinder it right? kind of does because it's a little bit bigger mm-hmm. doesn't have the towing capacity of pathfinder that's kind of oh no big the, takeaway the pathfinder actually tows the most out of those unibody Almost uh, as much as a Sequoia. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually kind of crazy because I remember when I reviewed it, I was like, huh, that's actually a lot more than I thought it would. Yeah. Um, 6,000 pounds. And it's got what, an eight speed now? or? Yeah, no, nine speed. Nine, nine speed? speed? Eight speed. Is it better than an Extronic CVT? I don't remember. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I, the, the I don't remember was, I don't remember it was an eight or nine speed. I think it's a, it's a ZF. It's a nine. No, it's a ZF eight. <laughs> I don't nine speed. Nine speed. Nine speed. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's okay. I know you defended CVTs, and I'm with you. I don't have any problems with CVT transmissions. I'm going to say this. I like CVTs in some cars because it makes sense. Mm-hmm. You're not flooring it all the time. Everyone complains about CVTs like, oh, when you floor it, the engine is so loud. It's so coarse. You're never flooring a car. You know, like my dad has never like used like the top 40% of his rev range in his vehicle before. No one revs out their car. Even if you need to pass someone, you dip the throttle a little bit more. You don't completely rev it out. So the whole... Oh, the engine sounds like horrible trash. That's whatever. Yes, the nine speed, you feel a little bit more gear shifts. So it's a little bit more natural. But this combo with the nine speed, it's not any better on gas than it was or compared to the CVT or worse. I mean, yeah. It's not any better or worse, but it doesn't get the does it? It doesn't get the Frontiers engine, right? The Pathfinder. No, it's still the old three point five V six VQ thirty five. The VQ thirty five. So no engine upgrades, but if we know about Nissan, like all a lot of their cars, they tend to like either introduce the engine a year after or a year before, right? They right? always miss the mark. <laughs> Because the Rogue gets that VC 1.5 next year. Or... Next year. Um, not for the introduction year. So I'm thinking the Pathfinder yeah. will probably have something cool. So I after. see this Pathfinder is rated at 21 miles per gallon city, which is, I think, really solid for a three-row SUV. 11.2 liters per hour. Okay, what were you seeing? I think I was averaging like 15 liters per 100 kilometers. Still okay for a three-row SUV. For a three-row gasoline SUV, yeah. Without trying, right? Like, I mean, no. I mean, but on the Pilot, I got the same. Oh, I'm surprised Pilot managed that. Because <laughs> every Pilot. Odyssey that comes in is at like 18. No, the Odyssey was more for some reason. The Odyssey was always more. Pilot, I remember I got the same. MDX, I got the same. Hmm. Except MDX, you have to use premium. Premium, I yeah. think. So it's but, pretty reasonable on gas. Like, you know what I didn't realize, Jimmy, is that we made <laughs> the 03 RAV4 that we bought is costing me a fortune in gas. 
Like, I don't know. <laughs> you know what that gets? 15. It's Whoa. half the size. Half Stop the driving power. it. Stop driving it. Let's drive your own hybrid. <laughs> I, I, I was driving a hybrid today. I'm like, this thing uses half the gas. Uh, you know what? I've, I've been driving a Supra lately. And because mm. we, we finally put winter tires on it. Uh, it's a lot better and the supra gets the supra gets 11. <laughs> so the rav4 has one third of the power <laughs> i think we need to try out some gasoline myths like uh like fuel extension and i like... i was that car looks very efficient. <laughs> the the, the RAV4 that we bought. I mean, I'm like regretting this decision. Every I remember. Time I, drive it. <laughs> I remember when we're looking at it. It was pretty good on gas. It was supposed to be pretty good on gas. I think it was rated about the same as this Pathfinder, around 11 or 12. Oh, yeah, <laughs> which is like okay. I'm like, if I could get 11, I would be okay with this. But it's getting <laughs> like 15. <laughs> the tires don't help. No, definitely not. The light bar doesn't help. The light bar. <laughs> the doesn't, lift doesn't help. The light bar is nothing. The light. I think the light bar is something because you hear it. <laughs> like you hear just. I would think that the light bar is not too much, considering it's right in front of the grill. That's yeah, flat and that anyways. car has no aerodynamics. Yeah, like you look underneath. It's, it's got to be the wheels, tires, and the the, the lift. lift. And, yeah, yeah. It's just... Just just pump up the uh, the uh, the tires to like forty five. Already running higher. Maybe not 45, but because they're passenger tired, not like trucks. It's fine. Just but, do 45 anyways. Yeah, I'm like, damn, this thing. Am I, am I seeing right? I think I, I messaged you a few. Yeah, you like, I messaged you. I'm like, oh, I'm filling up again. I'm filling up again. And I'm like, I'm trying to like make excuses for it. I'm trying to be like, well, if you do the math with the tires, but it's really getting like, <laughs> when it says 290K a tank, it's actually like 315. But I do the math and I'm like, we're still over 14 liters. And I'm like, I'm better off driving my Supra. So that's what I'm doing now. Because I'm driving the Supra. <laughs> Actually, uh, this uh, in the spring, we need to have a Supra face-off. Ooh, are you getting Supra lined up? I'm going to see if I can get a Supra two-cylinder. Yeah. I've never seen one on the road. Well, it doesn't make sense to buy one. It's eight grand you know difference. See, well... <laughs> You know what also doesn't make sense is the price of 2020 Supras is, I think the cheapest one I've seen is probably like 67, whereas well, my 2021 with the better engine and everything is was 65 brand new. Yeah, well, that's just because of used car prices. Yeah, used car prices don't make sense, but we'll talk about it more next week. We'll definitely, talk, <laughs> we'll definitely talk about it more next week. Thank you so much for watching, everyone. We'll, uh, we'll catch you next week with more automotive news and a little Dustin rant.